Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. All right, everybody, we want to take a second to talk to you about an amazing sponsor. We have an amazing relationship with RayAllen.com. Ray Allen is a one-stop shop for everything dog, not just working dogs. Everything dog that you need, you can go down there, check them out, RayAllen.com. Awesome people. They got everything you need. Another one of our favorite partnerships is with a dog trip. They've been with us from the start. Uh, great collars, great ball poppers, great GPS tracking, big dog, small dog, bark collars, everything. I got everything like that they have at the kennel. We use it every day. Be sure to head them up, dogtrip.com. Listen for the discount code later in the episode. Hey, guys, it's going to happen. August 16th through the 19th, HITS is coming back. The HITS Canine Conference in Orlando, Florida, August 16th through the 19th. Get on there. It's the biggest, the best. Check it out. Hitscanine.net. Hitscanine.net. Get registered now. Take the guesswork out of making sure you're feeding your working dog correctly by using Kinetic Dog Food. Hit them up at kineticdogfood.com and look them up on the Instagrams at kineticdogfood. Take all the guesswork out and do it right from the beginning. We love Horizon Structures. Dude, this stuff is so awesome, man. You can get online. You can talk to them. You could build it. You want from mild to wild. They'll come bring it to your place, set it down on your pad, hook up your power, hook up your water, and you can put dogs in it that day. If you don't believe me, check out some guys like uh, Justin Rigney. He's got a great setup there. Ask him. Check him out. Horizonstructures.com. All right. We are back. Working Dog Radio broadcasting the bite. I am Ted Summers from Tulsa, Oklahoma, as always. Uh, with me, as always, is Eric Stambro from Canton, Ohio. Eric, what's going on up there? Is it like you're getting blown away? <laughs> uh, I can't. Like I said, I, these mics are pretty awesome. They have a filter on it. Behind me in this window is like gale force winds and there's wind chimes down there. And that's all I can hear is wind chimes. Um, but I did really learn something tonight. My windows suck. The dra- they're so drafty, dude. I'm freezing over here. So <clears throat> I'm going to save up some cash, and uh, we're going to have to get some new windows, I think. I think it's bad. Um, so, yeah, just uh, working dogs all day today. Worked. Um, I have some dogs in the kennel that are getting tested by an agency on Monday. So we're uh, Jordan and I are working them up. And then we started uh, a dog named Scooby today on he, – he's already been purchased. We started him on explosives um, using the uh, – uh, teaching the other dogs, by the way, using the tone avoidance system that I started using. I got a verbal out on two different dogs in one day today. So nice, easy, no conflict. It's, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, we talk about it on our Patreon page a bunch uh, about using tone on the collars. Um, it's for me, it's new. I've only been doing it for about a year. It's, it's nuts. So um, other than that, just uh, plugging away. I, I worked. <clears throat> so when I got done doing the training, I went and grabbed something to eat real quick. And then I go up to the pet facility and I worked doggy daycare for two hours. Um, how was that? Uh, it was okay, man. It, it wasn't as, it wasn't that bad. Um, the girls back there have a real good system. I just go back. I just went back to help them break. But what I did do is hijack the speaker that they have in there and started DJing. Um, and I think the first song I played, you know, I'm 52 years old and I played a, a new Post Malone song and called Motley Crue and uh, immediately started. I know all the words. And uh, one of the girls goes, you're an interesting person. I didn't you're, expect that. You're an interesting like, person. Yeah. Interesting is a good way to put it. Uh-huh. Um, 
so anyways, that, that was it, man. Now I've, so I have seven dogs in the kennel right now. And my wife is, um, in Florida left for, for a girl's trip starting today. So three dogs at home, seven in the kennel. I'm over it already. I just started back. I took October off because it's over the kennel. I'm back and I'm over it already. But whatever. It's the life. What's going on in Tulsa? Uh, winter's finally here. It's going to get below freezing, I think. So there's that. Um, we've had a bunch of plumbers and the electricians at the facility the last couple of days getting some stuff done. Um, <clears throat> somebody, we had a client drop off a sharp pay today. So that's fun. Um, and I just had one of those in a while. Yeah, he's uh, kind of spicy. <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, I'm finishing up a deer tracking dog. Um, not blood, but a deer tracking dog. She gets delivered tomorrow. It's fancy. Uh, if you're on Patreon, you've seen me do some tracking videos with her. She's a little wire haired Griffin pointer. So it's like a German short hair pointer with like, she's like fuzzy. Uh, super cool dog. God damn it. She barks all the time. Wow. Why a 600? Uh, but so <laughs> other than that, uh, I got some police dogs coming probably beginning of November. That's what it's going to look like. Uh, well, we can get everything sorted uh, and start those. I'm getting a single or two singles and a dual. And then I've got two duels and a single I'm working right now. So we'll have six. Uh, so we're busy for a show. Um, yeah. So they're not more of the same. Uh, so what do we got going on tonight? So those of you who listened to the last episode with uh, Josh Hargis, uh, it was heart wrenching, tough. There, it, it was some pretty emotional stuff in there. And I was like, man, we need, we need something uplifting and fun. And I'm always down to talk to handlers. Um, you know, and we, we've talked about this before. We don't get to talk as, to as many handlers as I would like. Uh, and as you would like, and mostly it's because of um, departmental, you know, rules and stuff that they, they don't want to um, come on. And, you know, we, <laughs> we had Gary got in trouble, you know, uh, worthless handler from talking to us. So uh, guys, people are a little gun shy, but you know, we, as long as they get permission, they do it right. And um, so we wanted to get a good handle on. And this is a person that we've both been friends, friends, quote unquote, with on Instagram, if that's even a real thing, but um, we tend to get to meet a lot of these people. So it's, it's really cool. But um, we, we brought on a handler. A lot of you guys know him probably a lot of you follow his social media account. Um, you actually, you might not know him. His name is Scott Lockerman. He's really super unimportant in the whole scheme of things when it comes to <laughs> the situation with his dog, but dog handlers understand that, especially if you have a popular social media account that it's, it's about the dog and not about you. So um, coming to us all the way from the Kent County Sheriff's office, which is in Maryland is uh, the uh, corporal Lockerman. I don't want to demote you to deputy or anything. So corporal Lockerman, uh, who handles uh, K9 Loki. So what's up, buddy? How are you? Doing well. How about you guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. Thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Yes. Wouldn't miss the opportunity. So those of you probably follow, it's KCSO underscore K9 underscore Loki, L-O-K-I, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, again, anytime we get somebody who has a um, a good, well-managed um, well-represented Instagram account with further dog. I always tell handlers go check out what he's doing and follow that example. You're not going to get in trouble. 
if you do, you know, do it the right way and follow the rules and do that. And, um, you know, guys just all of a sudden just start doing some dumb shit, man. And they get, that's how they get themselves in trouble. Unless you get banned like I did last yeah, yeah. week. Then you get, <laughs> we'll get into I don't that. Know what I don't know what I did. No. Yeah. yeah you existed. So, um, you got, you and Loki have been together since, uh, 2018. You've been on the share. Well, we'll, we'll just, we'll just start from, tell us where you're from, like, uh, where you grew up, what dogs you had, that type of stuff. We'll get into the whole thing. All right. Well, originally I, uh, I grew up in Middletown, Delaware, which is probably 30 minutes up the road from where I live in Maryland now. And, uh, we're right along. We're on what's considered the Eastern shore. So it's right across from, it's just essentially across from Baltimore, uh, on the Chesapeake Bay. So you have the Eastern shore of Maryland and it butts right up to next to Delaware. So grew up there, um, went to a private school in Maryland. Um, actually right where I live now, it's uh, where my kids go. And, uh, Met my wife there. Uh, actually, went to seminary for five years wow. or four years. Sorry, <laughs> five years. Went for four years. Um, got my theology degree and my secondary, um, my minor in secondary English, so I could teach uh, seventh or twelfth grade. I was a youth pastor, assistant pastor for about five years, and taught English in seventh through twelfth grade for five years, and just wanted to get into something. I was. Uh, volunteer firefighter and love serving the community and never went into military wish i did my dad was in the navy my grandfather was in the army both my grandfathers were in the army and uh cousins in the military never really did any any service like that but uh kind of felt like it was a duty of mine to give back to my community to give back to my state and that's when i chose to go into law enforcement um back in 2015 is when i started applying and back then it was it was it's tough row to try and get um, a position at any department. I was trying for Maryland state police and I was in their process for almost a year and just, they were kind of dragging their feet. Um, and the sheriff's office uh, came about and I'd actually worked for dispatch, which I got to know most of the guys that I was uh, working with. I was dispatching for him. So dispatch for about six months the sheriff's office opened up and I've been there since 2015. Uh, went to police Academy for six months, graduated from there. My five-year goal, my five-year plan was by five, five years. I wanted to, I want to be a canine handler. Um, literally wrote that down. And somebody once told me you, you only write a five-year plan because anything after that, everything changes after five years, your goals, mm -hmm. your aspirations, your visions. So don't, don't get too far ahead of yourself. And uh, within four years, um, I had the opportunity to promote to corporal and to be a canine handler, which is very rare, but um, I, I attest that to my work ethic. Uh, I get after it. Um, not trying to lock up people erroneously, but I try to get out there and stop people, uh, DUIs, drug arrests, um, you name it. But that's just, that's who I am. So That's awesome. Where was the seminary at? Where'd you go? Uh, Crown College in Knoxville, Tennessee. So Knoxville. Four years in Knoxville, man. Tried to tried to cheer for the UT Volunteers, and uh, it was it was it was disheartening, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, the Knox County Sheriff's Office. It's right there. I have five or six dogs on their department. Okay, uh, that's who's coming up Monday to test dogs with for me. They're a good agency, yep. man. Good yeah, agency. Tw twenty dog team. Um, 
and I like those guys a lot. I like him. I've been down there a place a couple of times. It's a pretty good setup there. Um, Rigney, Justin Rigney, is a big trainer. He's down that way. I've been down to visit him a few times. So I, I like that area. Um, so when you were growing up, uh, did you, were you a dog kid? Did you, so like when I grew up, my parents, we had no dogs, none, zero. My mom was not a fan. Um, so we never had any. How about you? Yeah, we had um, a chocolate lab basically bird dogs. We, we do a lot of hunting here, um, mm -hmm. waterfowling. So, um, labs, chocolate labs. Um, we had a cocker spaniel, we had birds, rabbits, but that's about it. So had a chocolate lab and then we had a Dalmatian and that didn't go over so well. And uh, we ended up getting rid of that and giving it to somebody else because of, uh, some issues with the dog, but, mm -hmm. um, that's about it. So that's pretty good though. So, um, the how about this the private school that your kids go to that you went to any any stories about you floating around the halls there's still some administrators or teachers there like your dad is who yeah no, no i mean they they know that <laughs> all my kids all their their fellow classmates know that hey their dad's a cop their dad's a, a deputy sheriff and uh <laughs> not not a whole lot um i worked uh as soon as in high school uh you know Tried to, I, had, I literally had to pay my way to go to school, yeah. um, trying to help my fam family out. But um, I, I was working, playing three sports, four sports a year, so I didn't really have time to get in a whole lot of trouble, thank God. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a great place. I mean, I, I obviously I sent my kids there, so um, it's, it was an opportunity that I was grateful that I had. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's pretty cool. It, it kind of circled back around like that. Yeah. Um, so when you get on the uh, department, how many dogs they have at that time? So at the time when I got on the department, we only had two dogs. Um, we're a small agency. We got about 383 square miles, 390 square miles, roughly in the county. And probably another 100, 150 of, of it is water. Mm -hmm. so um two dogs four shifts two dogs so you can see that there's a lot of disparity a lot of need yeah yeah um so i'm not sure what the, the the what brought about the change but now we have a dog on every shift and uh truly grateful for that i guess it's, uh you know being in, involved in law enforcement it's one community of its own but then you get into canine and it's like it's whole other whole whole new family and uh, just the relationships, the trust, you know, the familiarity and, and the camaraderie between canine handlers is, is amazing. So I, I enjoy thoroughly enjoy the fact that we have four dogs on our, our team. We have uh, Loki. Obviously, we have canine Tyson. He's a chocolate lab. He's trained in narcotics, article searches and tracking. Mm -hmm. um, we have canine Reds. He's fairly new. He's about a year and a half, two years. I think this is his second year. Um, he's a black lab, uh, with, uh, corporal trinks. And then we have canine Zora, who is a 10, 10 and a half, almost 11 year old German shepherd. Who's still going strong and, uh, still riding out with, uh, DFC Piasecki. So have, uh, she's our only bite dog, by the way. So that's another thing. Maryland's getting away from that. I know, um, a lot of agencies are avoiding that's, that's what we've, been shying away from the pointy ear dogs because they look intimidating to the community, but they're definitely an asset to have in 
different situations and different scenarios. It's an interesting point. I've had, I literally just had a conversation with the administrator the other day about that for a correctional facility. And he wanted them, but the administrators are like, well, aren't they, and they're a single person. Oh, they're just, they want, um, contraband and so nor all the normal stuff plus some extra goodies and uh i'm like well i mean it's their super social pointier german shepherds and they're like well aren't they intimidating i'm like come on it's in a correctional facility like and they're not in there like using them to mess with prisoners or inmates or anything i'm mean, like it's not like we're like you know we're not teaching them to do that that's not why they're in there and they're like oh how does it look and i'm like like you have a dog i don't know i mean like i don't know what you want me to tell you so yeah, there and then there are other places in the country, Florida, where they uh, they get upset about them using a dog, and they're like, you know what, I'm gonna get another one, and it's gonna be worse than the one before. And they're like, so we'll just get another one, we'll bite everybody. So it's uh, it's an interesting to see because it's like, yeah, Maryland, and I think well, New Jersey is another one where they're starting to get, get like, with all of them. Yeah, that ought to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, what's his name up there, Eric? Joe Nick. Is that his name, the vendor that's up uh, there that's yeah, been yeah. freaking ever? So I should probably text him and ask him how that's going because I had some rumblings of that, and I'm like, that should be interesting to see how it plays out. So, uh, so you got Loki like three years ago. Um, where did he come from? Uh, he said he came from a handler in Caldwell, Idaho. My master, well, not my master trainer, my trainer, um, Mark Carr with Tidewater Strategic. He's a He's a former deputy himself with the county uh, that is next to us, Queen Anne's County. He's retired and he's full time doing training. He trains our, I think there's about 17 or 18 dogs that we train with um, between different agencies. Um, found Loki and called the sheriff, said, Hey, I got a dog. Uh, does Lockerman have a preference as to what color? And I was like, no, I just want a dog. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of wish I could take that back now because we have black uniforms <laughs> and the yellow hair on my uniform is just, it's its crazy trying to keep it clean. But besides that, he's been nothing but good, man. So. Yeah, I have him. a yellow lab sitting right here on my bed and she gets, we call her yellow. Her name is Jesse. We call her yellow dog. Yellow hair everywhere, buddy. Day shift is the worst. So I don't know. If you, I'm, I'm sure you guys know this. It's not the heat that gets the dog to shed. It's the exposure to sunlight. And I'm a night shift guy. I'd rather work night shift all night long. But uh, day shifts, man, I tell you, I could clean this kennel out two, three times a day, and it's still, it's still yeah. full of hair. You hear that, Jesse? You're not going outside anymore. <laughs> Living in a fucking cave. <laughs> so uh, you guys get him from Idaho, and he was green when you got him. So he spent six months with my handler or my trainer. And then right. the next six months we worked together Got it. before we even tried certification. So, um, Mark, Mark, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure because I, I'm pretty sure they flew him out here. And, uh, that's when, uh, Mark, Mark found him. He got him when he was a year old and worked with him for about six months. Got him in, I want to say January, February by June or July when I got him. So, so he wasn't wasn't green. I think yeah. Was, when you got him, yeah, he's already he's already trained yeah. up. Um, are, is Maryland a, a um legal weed state? Uh, in what aspect? So it's, like, it's considered under ten grams is considered a civil infraction. Mm -hmm. So but, so is he a uh, weed dog then? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is good. All, all of like our it. dogs are. 
All of our yeah. dogs are. I mean, and that's that's going to become an issue probably in the near future. Um, I see it being legalized here soon. I mean, it's decriminalized. It's not, and that's everybody's. It's still it's 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 still legal. It's legal now. I'm like, no, it's not legal. It's decriminalized. I Big difference. That, I had that conversation yesterday with somebody with an admin, and they're like, oh, it's legal because Oklahoma it's medical. And they're like, it's legal. I'm like, no, it's regulated. There's a huge difference. Like, mm-hmm. I can send my my five year old niece into a convenience store to buy Gatorade. <laughs> that's that's legal. I, she can't go in and buy cigarettes, and she can't go in and buy alcohol or marijuana, or she can't go in and fill a prescription by herself because it's right. regulated. Huge difference. And they're like, well, that's just semantics. I'm like, well, what the fuck do you think lawyers do? I'm like, yeah, I know yeah. that, but it's not like legal. Legal, legal. Right. So even if it, when it becomes legal, legal, it'll still just, I mean, it's still going to be 21 or 18 or whatever it is. But, right. Uh, so when you, um, when you get Loki, did you, what was kind of your expectation or uh, I wouldn't say expectation of preconceived notion about going through training with a dog that, uh, and I ask this because a lot of times we get people that go through training with us and they're like, this is a lot harder than I thought. I honestly thought you would give me the dog on a leash and they just do it all. Yeah. It, it, so my notions weren't necessarily what you're thinking. My notion was, Hey, I got a yellow lab. This is great. I grew up with labs. I know what they do. I don't have a bite dog. So I don't have to worry about that aspect. Um, and I don't have to concern myself with case law in that area too much. So I don't have a whole lot to worry about. And the main thing that I struggled with was his uh, demeanor. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but we're following him along on Instagram. You know, always so pictures of him smiling and running around doing things. But when I got him for my trainer, I picked him up from his house and everything was cool. Took him to tractor supply to get all the, uh, all the necessities that a dog would need and a canine handler would need. And as soon as he hit the dividing doors, he just kind of shut down and lost it. Um, had no social interaction with anybody but his owner in Caldwell, Idaho, which is in the middle of nowhere. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but the only other social interaction he had with somebody was when his owner took him to the vet. And uh, it was just like crippling almost to me to realize I got this dog. I got a lab that is this social, you know, perceived dog. And here he is. He doesn't like people. Um. He's scared. He's intimidated. I mean, the AC man showed up one day to fix my AC and went to pet Loki. Loki threw up. No, so. my God. Hits Canine Training Conference. This is America's premier canine training seminar packed to the brim with the world's best instructors and me and Eric. All covering important topics. There's no better place to learn and no better place to network with other handlers, breeders, and trainers. Hits 2022 is being held in Orlando, Florida this year, August 16th through the 19th. And I know how you guys are. Everybody waits the last minute. And in the post-Rona world, everybody's training budgets are being cut and everybody's deciding whether they're going to be able to get to go or not. So don't wait because they're not going to have an infinite number of spots and the price goes up after a certain date. So get signed up as soon as possible. It's in Orlando. We'll see you there. Be sure to hit them up. Hits K9, letter K number nine dot net. One of the best relationships we have in this podcast and in this industry is with the great people down at Kinetic Dog Food. The story of Kinetic uh, performance dog food is pretty simple. They wanted to make a better premium dog food for the dogs that need it the most. Their goal is to give every working and sporting dog a higher energy level, better performance, and better overall health through superior nutrition. So they formulated a line of food based on what they considered to be the optimal profile 
of a performing of performance dog. They've done tons of research on this. This isn't their first rodeo. These guys know what they're doing. If you're a kennel, they will come to your kennel. They will see the problems that you have. They will check out what works for the dogs that you have. Um, they're amazing people to work with. They drop ship a pallet right to you if you want. Um, I know a lot of guys that use them. There's a bunch of different formulas on there. And uh, 32K might not be for your dogs. Maybe the 26K works. They can adjust it. They'll give you the right ideas what to do in different parts of the year. Winter's different than summer. It's uh, it's really a well-run, good dog food um, company, kineticdogfood.com. Be sure to check them out on social media too, man. They're, they're amazing folks, kineticdogfood.com. By now, you've probably all heard my story at least once. I'm usually getting tagged by dogs or hurting myself. So this next product is like near and dear to me because I actually use it. Uh, Quick Turn by Vet Care. It does great for keeping small things from turning into big ones. I use it at the kennel for uh, clients' dogs that have some issues with skin stuff or have food allergies or have environmental allergies. Works great. Keeps hot spots from making giant hot spots. And it keeps my working dogs who inevitably find magnificent ways to hurt themselves from turning it into a giant vet visit. Stops little issues from becoming big ones. So it comes in a spray, it comes in an ointment, it comes in a dressing. It's great for creating a protective barrier and promoting wound healing. You really only have to use it like once a day. So there's no reason not to have it in the vehicle. Since it's temperature stable, you don't got to worry about it getting hot, getting cold or anything like that. So put it in your first aid kit or put it in your cabinet. Vetcare.us on the internet. Quick Derm by Vetcare on, the inter- on Instagram and on Facebook. And then hit them up with the discount code one zero wdr for 10 percent off your first order next up comes uh training courses online from our friends down at highland canine training jason and aaron perguson so in the post rona world uh training budgets have been getting cut people aren't going to be able to travel whether it be instructors or they be canine handlers and supervisors going somewhere else for training so Highland has announced a lot of online training courses one of those that sticks out to me is their police supervisor canine course And it's no secret that one of the problems with canine tends to be some of the supervision issues. This course is specifically designed for administrators and covers utilization as well as liability and FLSA issues. The course can be taken at your convenience and you'll receive a certificate of completion at the end. When you go to tactical police canine training, that's letter K number nine training.com and use the discount code WDR30, you'll get 30% off of that course. All right, everybody, we are back from the break. Uh, here's a funny little story, guys. So we're, we're going along with this interview. We're going to finish one little story and then take our first break. And the Internet gods decided to cut us off. So here we are. We yeah. talked about we we're talking about Loki. <laughs> Somebody reached over to pet him and puked. Um, got some social anxiety. And Scott was saying, uh, continue where you were at with that with your based off of your size. Uh, so we were talking about um, just difficulties as a new handler. The main thing was trying to, you know, not trip and fall over things while I'm watching my dog and watching where I'm going. You know, you basically, you're scanning a car or you're scanning any area and you're walking with the dog in front of you. You're pretty much walking backwards. That was about it. But um, learning to read the dog. But like I said, it was real easy with him. Um, his his behavior changes just it's easy. Um, he's more of an independent working dog, which is great, which I just let him go, does his thing. And uh, sometimes I got to learn how to just get out of the way and let him do it. And 
know when not to, when he needs some help. And that's, that's basically the main things I struggled with at the beginning was, does he need help? Do I need to help him or should I just let him do his own thing? So. Yeah, that's, uh, there's, there's 150 handlers listening to this right now going, yeah, that's I, yeah, me too. Same thing. There's another 150 that don't know it either. Right, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they don't train. know when they need to stay out. Yeah, they're, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of his way. Sook, 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 search, search, search. He's uh, got giant ears. He heard you the first uh, time. So what? what is his, what does it look like? You're talking about when you can tell when he's, he's in odor versus, or when he's working versus like, Maybe he's nervous about something. What is like? What does that look like? What's that picture? Look his like? ears. His ears go back when he's, you know, got anxiety. But his ears. His ears go forward. His tail. He'll walk around with his tail between his legs sometimes. That's just how he is. But it, it wags a hundred times a minute, and uh, just the bot like his body, it, it, the tail wag goes all the way up to his neck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a wild. His, his his main thing is you know listening to his breathing. Um, yeah. Breathing and behavior change, but he—he's just—he's on point, man. I—I I, I can't say I, I'm grateful that I was paired with him because as a as a new handler, I couldn't have asked for a better dog. To be honest with you, no, our our tracking could use some work, and we work on it and and stuff like that. Um, keeping his nose to—that was another thing. So keeping his nose to the seams of a vehicle were probably one of the most, you know one of the things we struggled with at the beginning. So mm -hmm. getting him to learn, Hey, I got to be, you know, right there. And, uh, so the same thing with track and trying to keep his nose on the ground. He likes to cheat and keep his you know head up and, and air sent a lot of times, which is mm -hmm. not necessarily what we want him to do, but, um, we've worked at it. We got him certified, which was, uh, probably the second most stressful thing in my career was trying <laughs> to get him certified for, um, tracking. So 300 and some square miles that you guys have, that's not a small area for you guys, yeah. you know. I think we're the second smallest county in the state of Maryland. Well, th yeah, that's all <laughs> That's all relative. But in relative. Ohio, that's a huge county. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, that's, they're not that big. Um, have you been called out with them for tracking, like missing kids or an older for a person um, or something? Not, not, not called out for tracking. We've been called out to do scans for vehicles and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, because the um, – I'll, I'll be honest with you when you're that first time you do it, the tracking, tracking of a, of a felon who just ran from a pursuit or something like that. you you get out and you get going, you're doing your thing, but tracking for a missing kid or something like that is so nerve wracking. I always felt it was, was like, man, what if I blow this, and, yeah. you know, and something, ha you know, that happens. Uh, it's, it can be it can be stressful, but I, I assume you guys have a lot of uh, rural area. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of woods, farmland, um, creeks, and stuff like that. So it gets it gets pretty messy. Um, you know, there's been a few, there's been one track that we had. Um, we try not to use him for violent felon, you know, crimes such as armed robberies. But literally, I was I was within probably a quarter mile of an armed robbery that took place. We tracked the guy to the parking lot where he got in the car and left, which, mm -hmm. you know, as just nose dogs, we don't get a whole lot of training as to what we're doing when we're tracking violent felon, you know, yeah, as opposed right. to a bite dog. But, um, 
you know, we had three guys with us. I had another guy. Luckily I had another guy who had a patrol dog. Um, the dog passed away. So he was there with me, helping me, um, just taking care of the scene and watching down range and making sure we don't miss anything. So it, it, you know, your team and I didn't, I didn't know what he was going to do because tracking's not necessarily his forte. I mean, he's certified in it, but, um, he does much better at drug work, narcotics, but he tracked outside the back door where the guy left. They found the guy later. And the guy said, that's what, that's exactly what happened. I got in the car right where you left. And that was it. So you guys get the dog, your trainer brings him. You guys then have a lot of work together to do reading him, learning him, going through his idiosyncrasies and some, you know, like you're talking about the seams issues and all the other stuff you get him done. You get certified out on the road. What's the first fine that you get with him? Uh, so the first fine was actually a call out. Um, it was a probably 10 grams of fentanyl, just straight fentanyl. Um, and not, not a whole, whole lot, but there's, there's, there's a couple other incentives that were involved with that stop. So I can't go into detail about that, but right. Um, definitely felt good um, yeah. to see, Hey, bounce, bounce some stuff. And uh, a lot of incentives came along with that. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I like to hear that stuff. So in that area that you're in in Maryland, what is the drug over there? Like in Canton where I'm at, it's crack. It always has been, always will be. So we're close to Baltimore. It's, it's mainly fentanyl, um, yeah. uh, fentanyl and heroin, but we, um, have a lot of issues with, you know, cocaine just like everybody else. But, uh, the main thing is overdoses with fentanyl and heroin. Um, not a whole lot of meth. So we don't see a whole lot of that. It's because totally it's like, all here. Yeah. It's all in Oklahoma. It's, it's all in Oklahoma. Maryland. <laughs> so I have friends that work in, uh, one, one of my buddies actually worked here. He went and worked down in Broward County now. So mm-hmm. he says he's dealing with that all the time, PCP and meth. And, uh, yeah, you know, every once in a while we get some LSD and not us personally, but we find, find it. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, it's just crazy. Cause it's just, uh, a lot of times they don't know how to test for it. So it comes back inconclusive, mm-hmm. but you know what it is. Without yeah, trying. We, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. The old, the old lick it test from back in the day on TV. Um, yeah, no, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and Canton, I, uh, Ohio's, you know, different parts have different things, but in Canton, I never, I did, uh, I was on the drug thing for a long time. I had dual purpose drug dogs and everything. Never found, PCP, LSD, very little heroin at the time when I was doing it was all cocaine and no meth, never found meth at all. Um, kilos of crack. And then we had a weird thing for a while. We had uh, ecstasy blowing through when I was in the dope unit and I did a couple of big ecstasy busts. But right then when I got out and we became a full-time trainer, then heroin blew up. Right. And then, um, so apparently everyone in Canton got sick of dying and now it's back to uh, crack. But if you go 20 minutes north to Akron in the area that Akron's in, it's, it's meth, like massive amounts of meth, 20 minutes away. Hmm. It's, it's really strange. Definitely, uh... Who did we have on that? Like you mentioned the taste test. So who did we have on that tasted somebody's um, or did somebody else tell me that story where they tasted somebody's mom's ashes 
Oh my god! Like, oh, what? I don't remember. You, you haven't heard this? You didn't? Yeah, somebody on the podcast told this story where they pulled. This I remember hearing about this, but I don't. And know this guy was. was like, he's like, he didn't speak English very well, and he kept saying Cremora, which is like a, it, you know, it's a white powder substance. That it was crack or cocaine, and they the Cremora is like a creamer or something. And they're like, this guy's like, this isn't creamer. He tasted it, and they're like, no, it's stupid. It, he's telling you that those are ashes, and it was like in the glove box. This dude had his dead mom in the glove box, and some they tasted it, and they're like, <laughs> "Who's him. what?" I don't remember who it was. Oh no, it was George. I'm sorry, it's my buddy George down in Florida, um, who has a dog named Brando, and I don't think it was him. It was somebody who was working for or something. That's where I remember that story. You said, it, and "I was like, this fuck, <laughs> George." What, what? He didn't what do doing? it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's that was you know if you if you grew up watching miami vice uh you were licking cocaine to chest it all the time but no, um <laughs> so you guys uh you know for you guys in your in your canine unit with the labs and everything it sounds like you got a big focus on the narcotic stuff is uh do any of you do uh work with the task force to do parcels or anything like that um so we have a we have an allied agency that mainly has a task force dog. So none of us, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll work with them from time to time, but most of the time they have their own dog. Yeah. So parcels are sweet, man. It's parcels. Yeah, we are actually fun. had a guy do one about two weeks ago at the post office. So that was the first probably time that I've actually seen it done while I've been there. Was it a good one? Uh, no, no. I mean, no. it wasn't anything. It wasn't what they thought it was. So. You got to get in FedEx, man. That's where it's at. FedEx. Yeah. <laughs> it was UPS. DHL. Yeah. yeah. DHL too. DHL is a good one. <laughs> so um, how, how does you guys' shift work? Are you on one shift for the whole year? You guys rotate? How does that work? Yeah, so we do uh, – it's a 2-3. Mm-hmm. Um, rotating 12s. So we do uh, like this this weekend. We're Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're night shift. We're off Monday, Tuesday. Go back to night shift Wednesday, Thursday night. And all Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we start day shift on Monday, Tuesday, and back to a weekend day shift. So, how does he do with that? Oh, he's fine. I mean, he he loves to go to work, man. It's like my wife will tell you. She'll it's just, as soon as as soon as we get the uniform on, I get ready to get to go to work. He's just jumping at the door to get out, and uh, that's what I love about him. He's ready to go. He doesn't he doesn't show any of that anxiety stuff in the car. No, no. Um, he used to be on the road when we, you know, when we first got him on the road, it was like, oh crap, what kind of, you know, what are we doing here? While we out on the side of the road scanning these cars, um, people, he he would watch people before scanning the car, and he just focused on them. But now it's like game on, man. Mm-hmm. Out the door, here we go, scanning the car, getting back in. That's cool. Is he? Uh, what what kind of reward does he do? So he is. Uh, I use uh, Canon Ops Smokey Ball just a ball and tug and uh we've been using that from day one because uh just a ball any ball and rope he goes nuts for he's like kongs don't care tugs he just chews them up and that's about it but the ball and rope man he he's like a psycho i trained a lab like that that went up to uh our buddies at dark horse cannon up in albany county sheriff's office in new york uh the hell was that dog's name cruz lab and i could hit him in the face with a kong but god bless he would bite you if you had a fucking tennis ball in your hand he would bite you to get it and like bite you bite you and I'll, so he's ed and uh ken did a great job with him he's out 
tearing people up now or ruining people's days anyway. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take our uh, second break real quick. Um, so don't fast forward to the commercials. Um, I don't know the discount code, so you have to listen. <laughs> don't don't inbox me and ask me what they are. Uh, they're in the show notes, so uh, we put all of them there. But yeah, don't fast forward through the commercials. We'll be back in a second. All right, we love the Perkinsons down in uh, North Carolina at Highland Canine Training. They are great people, great trainers. They got a good business model. They're awesome folks. We've been with them for a long time. Uh, they're also super smart, and they understand that a lot of agencies are struggling to have manpower. So they're not sending people away for training. You guys have been there. You know, you put in denied lack of manpower. So they've created an online course section of their website, tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. You get on there under training the online course. But here's the best thing is they offer a supervisor, canine supervisor course, which we know a lot of uh, police canine supervisors don't get to go to training. They don't know as much as they should right here online uh, the course discusses topics such as proper selection of dogs and handlers proper deployment effective allocation and utilization as well as liability and the flsa issues which we know is where all the legal stuff comes from interdepartmental uh, the course can be taken at your convenience and you will receive a certificate of completion at the end uh, they're offering an amazing discount, guys. 30% off using the discount code WDR30. It's a no-brainer. If you're a police supervisor and you guys have manpower issues and you can't go, get on tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com under the training tab. Get on that supervisor's course, man. I'm telling you, it's a smart decision. Another one of our favorite partnerships with the podcast here is the one and only Dogtra. The doctor guys have been producing some amazing tools in the dog training world for a long time. Everything from e-collars, GPS tracking, ball trainers. If it's electric and you use it with a dog, they've probably done it. They're the best. They are revolutionizing the way you communicate with the dog. I use it daily, whether I'm using pets. Uh, I use the 200C on most of our pets. Uh, most of my patrol guys will use a 1900 hands-free, 1900S hands-free. And then I use the ball popper pretty much daily with all of our detection dogs for imprinting on our box protocols. So hit them up at Dogtra Official on Instagram and Facebook. And then you've got Dogtra.com. And when you go there, if you use the discount code WDR10, they give you 10% off a single item over 200 bucks. So if you're looking at a 1900S or that Ball Popper Pro or one of those things, it'll knock a substantial chunk off there. So hit them up, doctor.com, WDR10. So everybody knows that Ted and I uh, not only train police dogs, we train pet dogs, right? We train dogs. So it's why our relationship with Ray Allen Manufacturing is so important. They've, these guys have been doing this so long. They knew and they understand that dogs are dogs and it's not just working dog people that need things for their dog and dog training. So you go to rayallen.com. They have everything dog related you need. Anything that when it comes to dogs, pet dogs, your pet training dogs, police dogs, dogs you're training for other departments, anything you need, rayallen.com. Uh, they've got it. You can get on there. So if you're ordering stuff for police dogs and if you have a pet side, you can get it all in one, man. They ship it out. Got a nice big box full of a whole bunch of stuff. There's nothing better than getting a big box of dog training stuff in the mail. They also are great to us and they offer a discount code working dog radio, all capital letters, working dog radio for 10% off. Check them out. RayAllen.com. Great people. Ted and I use them every day. So our first and oldest sponsor that's been with us from the beginning 
is Arno out out at ALM uh, out there in, in Las Vegas area. Arno is a great dude. He makes great stuff for for police work and sport work suits tugs i'm telling you right now his tugs are the best in the business you can't get any better multiple colors uh i i buy boxes of them from him give them out to everybody uh i've got a bite suit from him love it i've had it for a little over three years and it's holding up like a champ um ted's got a suit that he's had forever from alm uh we wouldn't go anywhere else man we love it arno is such a good dude his uh, almk9equipment.com is the website. Get on there. He's got pre-made suits. He can do custom suits based on your measurements. Um, he's got stuff already already made up. If you kind of get a kind of generic large size, maybe for everybody, the colors he has, man, is really cool. He can put a lot of stuff on those suits. Uh, check him out, almk9equipment.com, and use the discount code WDRADIO for 10% off. You know, running a kennel is one of those things that I always worry about is cleanliness and safety of dogs. And it's, it seems like it's an ever changing issue being able to house dogs and move things around and everything else. So the guys at Horizon Structure make this as easy as possible. Literally, the only thing you have to do is have water and power hookups and they deliver it and you can put dogs in that day. And it comes built, comes on a trailer. They just drop it off. You plug it in, put dogs in it, and you're ready to rock. You keep them clean. You keep them safe. You keep them cool in the summer and warm in the wintertime. And it's completely custom. You can go complete mild to wild. I've seen some that were stainless steel all the way from top to bottom on the inside. And then I've seen some for a, a bulldog breeder that, you know, had smaller gates because those things can't jump. So if you reach out to them, uh, they're sitting there waiting for you to call and help you through the custom design process. They have everything from two dog ones up to, uh, I want to say like 18 or 20. It's a lot of, you can put a lot of dogs, indoor, outdoor runs. So anything you've ever dreamed of, they've got it or have done it or can do it. So they've taken all the guesswork out of building it. Everything is pre-done to your specifications that it's assembled, dropped off, boom, you're ready to rock. Things are amazing. Uh, Rigney has one. Uh, we've had him on the show a couple of times. Go check out his Instagram and you can see he's posted it up there before. Go look Horizon up at Horizon Structures, spelled out uh, on the internet. It's horizonstructures.com. And you're going to look for the link in there that says commercial dog kennels. Or give them a call, 888-447-4337. They'd love to talk to you and get you started on the way. All right, we are back. Working Dog Radio, uh, broadcasting the bite uh, with Scott Lockerman. Uh, and... It's uh, he's Loki's chauffeur. So, um, so you guys had your first uh, good find um, with fentanyl. Um, what predominantly? I mean, how often are you guys get? Well, I guess as a unit, you don't have to give me specifics for the dog, but um, how often is that unit getting you guys getting utilized a week? Like, I mean, in you guys, I assume are probably finding quite a bit where you're at. I mean, it it, it varies, but like, dude, for for you know, 2020, they, sh they shut us down, man. Um, they didn't want us doing anything and, uh, just trying to keep each other safe. Cause we're such a small agency. And if, you know, one of us gets sick, we're all going to feel that. So, um, I mean, we were still scanning cars. I still stopping cars, trying to use discretion, you know, but, um, uh, we're finding it on the regular. It's not, uh, it's not uncommon. Most of it, I don't know. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's called scramble. Um, so it's like a, it's just like it's like what they cut cocaine with they they mix it with anything but they'll mix the heroin with fentanyl and uh i'm not sure if you saw the 
the body cam video of that deputy out in California who touched the fentanyl. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it's, it's just, we don't even, if we find it, we package it. We don't even open it and test it, man. It's not even worth it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty scary stuff. Cause you think about it, you're like, man, I don't, and, and I keep, I keep naloxone in my car for me, I keep naloxone in my car for other people, but I also keep some in there for Loki. Cause I never know, mm -hmm. you know, he goes in a car and we try not to send him in a car to scan cars, but, um, uh, it's just, it's dangerous. And there's, there, there's car fentanyl now, which is even 10 times stronger. And it's, it just, it just blows your mind about how these people just regularly take this stuff and, and what it does to their bodies. And, you know, somebody like me or you touch it and we've never had it before. And it just incapacitates us completely. Yeah. And that's the thing with, um, some of the certifying bodies, one of which, you, you know, you deal with, uh, I disagree completely with the their style of putting dogs inside cars for that exact reason. Yeah, we we actually stopped that this year. Um, they they made it, uh, I guess you say, uh, owner's discretion, handler's mm -hmm. discretion, trainer's discretion. So um, we're no That's longer sending dogs sending dogs in cars. I mean, we still do it in training in a controlled environment, obviously, um, just mm -hmm. to get some more reps in and 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 find that. But you know, we're putting them in a the car. He, I had an issue with him. Um, not an issue. But it, it was it was a good thing, but it became an issue. Um, stop the guy for speed and get up there. At, smell weed. I'm like, I'm gonna use my dog, and uh, pull the guy out. Go to scan the car, and Loki jumps literally jumps in the front front window. Like he's scanning around the car and jumps in the front window. Ends up scratching the guy's car. And uh, found the weed sitting in the front seat. Well, it was like 15 grams. I didn't have a scale on me at all. So I was like, look, dude, I'm going to write you a speeding ticket and cut you loose. He came back and wanted to uh, complain about scratching the car. I'm like, dude, here's your criminal citation for, for the weed when he came back to break the complaint. So, but, you know, trying to, he just, he, he, he goes to source. So, you know, we try to tell them, hey, put your windows up, get out of the vehicle, shut the car off. And that's just something I had to be a little bit more mindful of. And especially now, if you don't even know what's in the vehicle. Yeah, man. So I want to jump a uh, jump over to social media. Uh, like I said, we we have never met, but um, I follow your stuff. You follow my stuff on on Instagram. Um, I will say this: a couple of the pictures, your dog has a pretty good resting bitch face when he wants it. Like he just, <laughs> yeah, just just chilling That's in the everyday back. face though. That's his yeah, everyday right. Face. Um, so. How did that, how did you gain, like, how did you get momentum on your following? Was there, it's like for, for me, for example, when I was at uh, my old department, our uh, 501c3, um, the Police Canine Association, we, we had, you know, I don't know, maybe five or 6,000 followers, something like that, maybe a little bit more than that. And then we had a dog get shot and killed. And then we had 50,000 followers in a day. Yeah. And I, I don't, I hope that never happens to people, but how did you grow it? And what's kind of your strategy in that? So uh, my basic strategy, find some good friends, network. Um, just like, you know, running an organization, running a foundation, which we just started our own foundation. And we wouldn't have never started if we didn't, number one, have people that have needs in the state for canines. And if two, I didn't know anybody else that had a foundation to learn from, to sit back, to listen. Um, I picked the brains of a few people, Sal, Capital Canine, Canines of Valor. Um, Cobb Riley, Georgia Police Canine Foundation, they're all mm -hmm. um, people that definitely have been influential 
um, Kanan Varagi, Jamie and Corey Heron. I'm sure you're familiar with them being in Ohio. Right. Those I'm telling you, man, they, they, she's like my mom, um, like my Instagram mom <laughs> and, uh, love those people to death. And you just get around people finding events, um, not trying to gain followers, but trying to gain some, some accolade, uh, right. some clout with, with, with people. Um, you know, people like, uh, I haven't really done anything, but like Osaki, uh, Eric Larson mm-hmm. coming and taking our pictures, oh, yeah. taking pictures of Loki and then tagging 50 million different people that have a hundred thousand followers on their accounts. And you get a, a bunch of followers. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why we got shut down, um, for a couple a couple of weeks, uh, we were working night shift like three weekends ago and Sunday night I went home with, I think we had, I think we had like 500 followers within two hours. And I'm like, dude, this is not good. Cause you know how the algorithms work with Instagram. They're going to shut you down. And that's sure enough. That's pretty much what happened. I woke up Monday morning and my account was deactivated. So, um, I mean, I'm, I, I, I told somebody today, I, they were like, man, you're, I went back to, I went back to the, the dojo this week or this month and got back into jiu-jitsu. And one of the guys there, he's like, man, you got quite a few followers on your account. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I started this account. It was just like, you know, a joke, not necessarily a joke, but just something stupid, silly, fun to do. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, make, make a, a profession where we deal with a lot of crazy stuff and a profession where we deal with a lot of, you know, anxiety, depression, stress, you know, and, and make just some, you know, good content out of it if you can. And that's where it went. And just the constant networking with people. And it's nothing I've done. It's just the people that I've associated with and I give it all to them and give them all the, all the recognition and um, they're good people too. Do you, uh, was it tough to navigate the, uh, the departmental stuff? Um, I mean, I try not to, I, I mean, I've actually been, uh, you know, the sheriff actually, I went and asked him, I said, Hey, can I start an Instagram account? And he literally told me, he's like, what's Instagram? Yeah. I knew that. And, uh, I mean, he was familiar with Facebook Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm not sure if you're like me or not, but I just get sick and tired of dealing with all the stuff on Facebook. I don't have to deal with people saying stuff. I just look at pictures of your Instagram feed feeds off of what you are a part of. And all I wake up every morning and I see dogs and handlers and that's mm-hmm. just a better environment. But, um, yeah, I've gotten praise from him. Hey, you're doing a stand-up job. I, I don't want to do anything to bring any bad light right. to the department. Um, I, I use it to not only promote me, but promote our dogs, promote our, our canine handlers. Um, canine Tyson is a chocolate lab. And I'm telling you, dude, that dog is just straight on point. Um, finding missing vulnerable adults over and over again, finding a, a you know, a couple of people that his track, his drug work is outstanding too, but I mean, that dog is on point with tracking. Um, it just, just a good dog, Zora. Uh, I, lo- I love her to death, man. We just had an incident with her. She swallowed a, you know, a, a nerf dart from one of Mike's oh. kids and they had to have emergency surgery. Luckily, you know, and she's 10 and we're like, what are we going to do with her? Are we going to, you know, retire and yeah. got her back to health. Thank for people like canines of valor for providing funds for that and helping out with that. And, you know, just, you, you see the results mm-hmm. of networking with people. And there, there, there's a lot of people out here that want nothing but to do good. And 
if if you look at law enforcement and say it's all negative, I can I could prove you wrong in a heartbeat and just show oh, you yeah. certain people, and, and especially the canine realm. It's like I said, it's a totally different um, family. Uh, law enforcement is one thing, but canine family inside that law enforcement is is a top notch thing. Yeah, and everybody you mentioned before, uh, Kyle and all all the guys, everybody involved in the uh, foundations and the fundraising, they're they're good people. I've talked to most of them, met with a lot of them. Uh, their hearts are always in the right place of what they're trying to do. Not, and it's not just for them; it's for whoever needs it. Um, right? You know, I know. Uh, you know, the Georgia Police Canine Foundation. Obviously, it says Georgia Police Canine. He's helped guys from a lot of other places and, and people that have nothing to do with that foundation. They're not in his training group. You know, I've gone down there a couple of times and trained with them and it's been, you know, mostly the same guys and that's, that's awesome. And that's cool. But he turned us on to an interview of a guy who's not anywhere near them. It's in Georgia, but uh, so it, you know, when you do things right, you can, um, you can really help some people influence we've all, we all know this. We, and we see this on the internet and everything like this, uh, how many guys and departments, um, they just, they have, will not fund anything. They will not pay, will not help anything you want to do with that dog or training or anything. They don't just won't pay for it. So, you know, uh, money is having money is power as far as not needing to ask, you know, right. for, for anything. Um, it takes away some argument from some haters that are like, nope, canine's too expensive. Not really. We haven't come to you for a dime for, you know, X right. amount of whatever. But it's funny because uh, one of my guys, Mike, um, he's going to teach at Blue Line. And his topic is going to be getting your 501c3 going and how to raise funds to support your unit through your community and through online stuff. So, um uh, is your foundation up and running? You got your five. Yeah, it's up and running. We're working on getting our website up. It's uh, Maryland Police Canine Foundation. And that's uh, awesome. We're young. We got one dog that we're working on getting a vest right now. We have a dog that died in the line of duty about three months ago. We've, uh, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but we're surprising the handler with a commemorative, uh, I think it's a 56 inch by 48 inch flag with dogs engraved oh, on, the, on the flag. And uh, just doing stuff like that and trying to develop, you know, we're on the eastern shore, so trying to develop some relationships with people on the western shore mm -hmm. where, you know, the city is, which they deal with a lot of stuff, stuff that we don't deal with. Um, fortunately, on the shore here, it's very pro-police and people really back us. But, you know, you get into Baltimore and the city and stuff like that, and they're, they're cutting the funding at Baltimore City PD. They're trying to take away the officers and all that stuff. So you can only imagine what we're trying to trying to deal with here in the state of Maryland. Yeah, Maryland and in Virginia are very similar in that they're like three different states, you know, in, in like because of DC. Yep. See how look by the way, look at my hands. Look, Ted, look. I'm we're sitting here and I scratch something on my leg and I look down, I'm like, oh my god, I'm bleeding to death. Holy shit. Look at that. Look at it. So, oh anyways, god. um, so I, I just, I didn't want to be using hand gestures and people going, did he kill someone before this, this air? <laughs> but yeah, you have like very rural areas and then closer to the flagpole, you know, it's a whole different group of people and it's a whole different mindset and mentality. And then you get out on the shores are, are, are different. It's um, a lot of people aren't kind of used to that. Ohio is, 
well, it's, it's got rural and cities and things, but it's not politically different or or Ooh. that demographically different than than a lot of other places. So, man, um, <laughs> not here. <laughs> right. Oklahoma yeah. is its own shit show. We uh, we our governor just National Guard just told the DOD that they weren't going to enforce the vaccine mandate. <laughs> <laughs> the brigadier general was like, we're not going to do that. And DOD, I guess, is like, you do what? And like, they don't know how to, they literally, like, they don't know how to answer. The DOD representative was like, ah, that will we'll respond in an appropriate manner. I'm like, you guys have no idea. We have a long history of doing that, that whole real ID thing. We, I still don't have a real ID. We started that here too. Yeah. I, got, I, I, I mean, just got mine. Yeah. well, I mean, we'd like, it literally just became available here. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it's a whole thing here. Like Oklahoma has a long multi multi-generational history of telling the feds to pound sand. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, going back, like I said, if you go look at your Instagram, if you guys are trying to do it right to take a look and see what he's got, there's several people out there that are doing, uh, do you have TikTok? We do. I don't. I don't get on it near as much, just because it's. It's. You listen, uh, dude. Let me tell you something. If I fucking see you dancing on TikTok, nope, you, you fucking dog, <laughs> while you're at work and there's calls for service waiting, I, and guys yeah. are fucking dancing on TikTok, I will never nope. speak to you again. You will not see me dancing. I might I, I sing, saw, but that's about it. I saw somebody the other day. I'm not gonna say who showing a, a side by side with another guy dancing with their fucking dogs who did it better i just sent a barf face that's what i posted yep. as my response a puke yeah. face it knock it off tiktok yeah. jerk Seriously. offs it, it's uh cops i just TikTok alienated TikTok. half the people on here. yeah <laughs> they actually have a page for that cops of tiktok and it's it's no, not good it's Don't the worst work. yeah the worst but uh my 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 guys at my department you know they they kind of rub it in and they're like, we need to make a drop down in our call for service box for TikToks. I'm like, Dude, oh, fuck. don't make a whole lot while we're working, you know? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. What's the 10 code for that? <laughs> right. <I don't> know. <laughs> <I'm looking. laughs> so, so right now, if somebody's listening and wants to like jump in on this, uh, the Maryland canine stuff, how, are you open for business? Can you take donations from people? So, the great part about it is, is we're actually under an umbrella of another fight of, of a charity organization. So I don't have to handle any of the money, which is great. It goes right to them. I get all the paperwork. Uh, they, they, they oversee that keeps the money out of my hands. Nobody can yeah. accuse me of doing anything. Nope. Um, pay a small fee, but the money goes to the dogs and it has to be approved by the board on the chair. So we're kind of working together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great, but uh, a lot of accountability, and that's what I like. I don't want to. I don't want to see anything. You know, I learned that from Kyle, specifically Kyle's. You know, accountability, 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 mm-hmm. and, and that's the kind every of dime. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not perfect at all. You know, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not an angel. You know, you're not an accountant. No. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. Uh, I want to do what's right, and I do want to want to do what's right by others. So. Mm-hmm. So what's how to, if somebody listened to this and said I I I live in Maryland I'd like to help them out who where do they go right now? Uh, you can go to uh, Maryland Police Canine Foundation on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. There's a donate button on there. It goes right to the foundation Chesapeake nice. Charities, and uh, you could donate whatever you want there. Um, you could do- also donate money by going to. Uh, can I give a plug? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. All right. So shop Fox. Please and do. Hand. We have a <laughs> shop Fox and Hound. And while while here. You got there the canine Loki candle. Oh, nice. 
Um, oh, wait. It's an awesome Smell like scent. yellow dog? Uh, <laughs> Alexander, no. Okay. No. no. It smells like vomit. No. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it smells like vomit and tennis balls. Yeah, just but... pet him. And hold <laughs> yeah, Shop Fox to Hound has been a great, another great organization to work with. Um, they, every five to $10 of that candle goes to the foundation. Wow. They send, us, they send it right to the charity uh, after a quarter. And then Emily, that's Emily a huge percentage, out. dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's yeah. Help. yeah. So um, we're, we're, we're still young. So we're doing, getting things ready to do fundraisers and go different places. I'd like to have a, I'd like to have a tent up at blue line, but this it's just right now this year, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Are you going to go though? Yeah, I'm going, um, bringing the dog. Um, actually, supposed to be giving a social media lecture mm. so um that should be fun mm-hmm. yeah. but uh have you ever done it have you ever taught in front of a bunch of people oh yeah i um okay oh, that's right you were... book, yeah Going to school teacher, for it never mind pastor yeah. so yeah i've, yeah. I've, I've preached yeah, you've done it. And it helps public speaking um and all that but emma's emma, emma loves canines is another one they have a loki plushie mm-hmm. um and the portions of that go to the foundation as well. So that's cool. A lot of yeah, ways. Ted and I'll to... be teaching a blue line. It'll be nice to meet up oh, with yeah. you and to catch up for dinner. Yeah. Yes. Go yeah. out, hang out. I'm not going to stand five, next two. to you for a while because I'm five eight. <laughs> you told me really six shows. Four. <laughs> six four, dude. Every time we take a picture with anybody, people are like, "Eric's a midget." I'm like, five eight's not a midget. Just everybody else is a you freaks, giant like yeah. Scott and <laughs> and like him and what's uh the Doberman's handler Ed Soros. Ed, he's, like, yeah. he's like nine feet tall too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, a he's guy. a big kid for sure. Yeah, and he he's in jujitsu. That's a lot of person to roll with, you know. Both yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's cool, man. I I like to see that things are are working good and um. Do uh, we think this is the number of dogs you guys have right now is about where you're at for a bit? Uh, I'm actually looking to get another one. You mean at the agency or personally? No. Agency. Oh, no. We're going to talk about that here in a second. I'm talking about the agency. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're not going like, to probably get another dog. We're probably, well, just to replace Zora when she retires, but that's about it. We're, we're probably going to have four dogs on the ship, which is, oh, okay. it, it works out that well that yeah. way. So, uh, what's going on at your house, dude? You have a, a do you have a kennel license for your house? Uh, not yet, <laughs> not yet. But we're working on that. But uh, so I have uh, before I got into canine, I actually bought a German Shepherd as a family pet. Um, not thinking that I would get get canine right away, and lo and behold, here's another yellow lab coming in the door. And then uh, we thought it'd be great to have a a uh, female. So we got one female, and then we got another female, and then we actually just had uh, a litter of pups, and we kept one of the males. So we have four German Shepherds, a Black Lab, and then Loki. So it's a busy, it's a, it's, it's busy around here. And three four kids. German Shepherds. I told him I could hear the whining from here, from Probably his house. Not, not <laughs> yeah. through the microphone, from your house. <laughs> yeah, all the way in Ohio. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, and did you just say you're getting another one? Yeah, we 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 want an all black female. Um, I just uh, I, I love an all black shepherd. It's just very intimidating. And uh, oh yeah. yeah, we were hoping for one out of this last litter, but we had all black with tan socks, which are pretty and, and pretty 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like that too, but um, what an all black shepherd. Do your research, man. Like really look around because yeah. on the pet side of the business, we train more German shepherds than any dog is what we get. Yep. And the black yeah. ones that we get uh, are either really good dogs or horrible. There's no in between. Yep. So I train around. Uh, I trained a 16, 16 week old little one for our puppy program. Her name was Sassy, and she was a hundred percent named correctly. She was a she's a nice dog. <laughs> like, and I think the family's actually rehoming her because she's a she she does not need to be doing what she's doing right now. I'll put it that way. She's a nice yeah. dog, but yeah, I worked yeah, one my, on the street, a uh, black shepherd, and uh, he was nuts, and uh, <laughs> he was huge and very scary. To everybody um but yeah they're they're good looking dogs man we got a couple of them in the training program right now and uh right now they're the ones we have are real good um we're you know it's it's been 50 50 you know so take make sure you take a look around there's probably a lot of good breeders around you but do your definitely yeah. do your due diligence on that so all right man so it looks like um blue line it is that's where we'll uh, be Ted likes Coors Light, and I'll drink right. almost anything. So, yeah, uh, that's no shame in my game. Right, <laughs> it's fine with me. <laughs> but I think we're going to try to we're we're definitely going to bring our stuff and do some interviews. Uh, they usually give us a room to get some good, you know, little interviews. We set up everything so we don't have to keep moving around. And I think we're going to try to get a booth there, maybe so people can stop by. And it's it's easier that actually for us to be in one spot and meets everybody yeah. that we'd like to meet, you know. Um, so Joe, because otherwise Alicia will tell you, Ted and I are like herding cats. We're all over the place. Yeah. Like she's like, we have an interview. She has to come find us. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, I have a handler. So it was just nice. (laughs) So so Joe from blue line is actually my master trainer. So he comes. Oh, is he? Oh, nice. He comes down and certifies us every year. He's great. So what's it like standing Uh, next to him? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, he's, I, I love Ted, He's got a pass tracking. I love what it. What are you man. doing? <laughs> he's got a pass tracking. Yeah. And he's, oh, and his current dog is fucking huge too. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture. I'm like, really? Like, that's <laughs> the one you picked out. Like, did you pick that dog? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's going the opposite of every other second time handler. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Joe's good dude, man. They're good people. Yeah. yeah. Very good people. Well, really, man, thanks for uh, coming on. Give a plug on that Instagram again. Absolutely. It's uh, KCSO underscore canine Loki. Uh, yeah, KCSO underscore canine underscore Loki. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, give us a follow. Give us a follow Maryland Police Canine Foundation. Follow us on Facebook for Maryland Police Canine Foundation. And uh, anything you give would definitely uh, – it's a tax donation, so it's right off to Chesapeake Charities. And it's going forward to invest in dogs, taking care of retired dogs, and then supplying things for – dogs that die in the line of duty and their handlers. So that's definitely what we want to do. And we want to give back to our state and our community. That's awesome, man. I'm going to get on file, get on here when we're done and follow that foundation. Ted, where are you at? Uh, Ted underscore summers on Instagram. Uh, and then Torchlight pets and Torchlight canine letter K number nine on Instagram. And then working dog, under, working underscore dog underscore radio, just like, Scott's <laughs> all the words are separated by underscores for the podcast. We're all going on like four years now. And you figure as many times I can say that. So, uh, and then, uh, yeah. And you're where just go to van S canine on Instagram. It's 
It's just going to be the, the, what everybody here likes to watch. Uh, I've been putting a lot of stuff up lately. Um, I kind of changed up some of the things I've done with experimenting with the police canine dogs and, and I'm getting them like fully done on their, all their obedience in three days. It's insane. And uh, they're killing it. They absolutely love it. Uh, today we did no obedience. Today was fun shit Thursday. Um, and it was just all bite work and just playing and, you know, having fun with, with toys and stuff like that. And I did teach them an out though. So, but, uh, it worked out real well. So anyways, man, Scott, we're glad to have you on, man. I really appreciate you taking some time. Thank you. Uh, And, um, go, (laughs) go feed those 900 dogs you got in the house. I'm sure. I'm sure it's about time. So (laughs) your wife's a saint apparently. So she's going to have, uh, you know, a huge mansion in heaven, I believe. So, okay, good, good. Excellent. All right, man. Good to see you. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Yeah. You got your reasons. I got my wants. Still got that feeling, but I'm too old to die young now. Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com. That's spelled brother D E G E. Blogspot.com. Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, or anywhere you stream your music. Working Duck Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt.